Welcome to this edition of the Head Dead Podcast. I'm your host, Cam McKinney, and this is episode number 137 of the podcast. And in this edition of the podcast, I'm talking about the growth of the two young Celtic stars, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And for the past few years, it's been well known and well documented that the future of the Celtics rest in the hands of Tatum and Brown. And now this year, both players and the early part of this season seem to be taking that leap forward and looking like superstar players. Both Tatum and Brown were taken with the number three overall picks in the NBA draft, and both are living up to their potential. So far this season, both players are averaging more than 26 points per game, and both of them have scored over 40 points per game. Jalen Brown scored 42 points in three quarters versus the Memphis Grizzlies, and Jason Tatum had a 40-point game against the Toronto Raptors. This is the best case scenario for the future of the Boston Celtics is that both of the guys who they've now paid over a hundred million dollars to look like they're going to live up to those contracts and become the two best players on the Boston Celtics. That these two players are the building blocks that you build around. We all thought that Jason Tatum was that building block, but now I'm in belief that Jalen Brown is part of that building process as well. Like, he's an untouchable for me at this point. There's been talks about trying to trade him for a while now. You should trade him for Butler. You should trade him for Kawhi Leonard. You should trade him for Paul George. Now it looks like the Celtics might have done the best thing possible by keeping Jalen Brown and letting him develop into a star player. Because so far this year, he looks like the one of the better two-way players in the NBA. And he is consistent. I mean, his mid-range game this season so far has been on fire. One of my issues with Jalen Brown each of the past few seasons is that he's been jacking up three pointers. I feel like I have that same issue with Jason Tatum and now I feel like both of them are starting to get away from that. That they don't have to be Steph Curry and Klay Thompson because they're not those guys. These guys both have different skill sets than lethal three point shooters. They are not lethal three point shooters, but that doesn't mean that they can't be lethal scores in the NBA. Both are going to have hot nights shooting the three-pointers, but they are not going to be consistent three-point threats. But what they need to be is consistent scores no matter what game, and that's what I think they're both becoming. And both of them have had huge moments this season. Again, Jalen Brown, 42 points in three quarters versus the Memphis Grizzlies. And for Tatum, his big moment this season was hitting a game winner over Giannis Antetokounmpo, the reigning MVP and defensive player of the year. That was a signature shot from Jason Tatum. That's what you need out of a star player to create something out of nothing and win you a basketball game that you would have lost without him. That's what Jason Tatum did in that moment. And that's why the growth of Jason Tatum is very good to see because if he can be that guy at the end of games, and we all know that the Celtics issue this season and last year in the postseason was finishing out close games. So if Jason Tatum can become a clutch guy who can hit 50 percent of those game-winning shots because let's be real he's not going to hit that game winner all the time but the fact that he can be capable of being clutch in those moments more times than not that's what the Celtics need from him moving forward he needs to be that guy he needs to turn into Kobe in those moments he needs to turn into LeBron in those moments he needs to be big time in those big moments and that's exactly what he was against the Milwaukee Bucks in that moment over Giannis Antetokounmpo the best defender 
veteran basketball. While their play early on this season has been brilliant, Tatum and Brown have been brilliant so far this season, and they look like superstar players. The one caveat I have to this early part of the season is that they're doing this without Kemba Walker, and I've seen this movie before when they lose their star players and Tatum and Brown step up and look otherworldly. The problem is that when these other players seemingly return, their roles on the team get diminished again, and Tatum and Brown go back to being not star players. That's been their issue, is that yes, there have been moments where it looks like this is their team now, but then those star players like Kyrie, like Hayward, like Al Horford come back, and then Tatum and Brown take a lesser role on the team. I think the Celtics need Tatum and Brown to play like this all year long if they're going to be legitimate contenders. My concern is when Kemba Walker comes back, what will happen with Tatum and Brown's consistency? Will they be 25 points a night? Because I think that's what the Celtics need. And is Kemba Walker going to be willing to take a lesser role on this team and be a 15 points per game score instead of a 20 points per game score? That's my main concern. It all sounds good to say Kemba Walker is a team player, but he has never been less than a 20 point per game volume score in the NBA. He might be a better teammate than Kyrie Irving, but before I see it, I'm not sure how he's going to fit with this team moving forward because if you don't have Kemba Walker scoring 20 points per game, does he become almost useless to have on your basketball team? I mean, remember when Tatum and Brown got the Celtics to the Eastern Conference Finals against LeBron James and then Kyrie Irving came back and they took lesser roles with the teams the next year? Jalen Brown went to the bench and was seemingly non-existent that entire year and Jason Tatum took a huge step back year two when Kyrie Irving came back. That's my problem with how this looks is I've seen these flashes before where these two players look brilliant together like they look like they're the two best players on the Boston Celtics but then that veteran star player comes back and these two young stars take a lesser role on the team. Look at the Gordon Hayward situation for example. Hayward came back and Jalen Brown went to the bench. They didn't go to Gordon Hayward and say listen I know we're giving you a max contract but now Jalen Brown is a star that we want to build moving forward with. No, they let Gordon Hayward still be Gordon Hayward and that's my main concern with Kemba Walker moving forward. Is is Kemba Walker just going to come back and try to be that 20 point per game score when the Celtics really don't need him to be that? I mean really what the Celtics need now is a pass first point guard but they don't have that so they're going to have to make do with what they have and that's going to be Kemba Walker but is he going to be happy being a 15 points per game score when in the entirety of his career in the NBA he's the man on his team and when he comes back to this team he won't be the man he won't even be number two he will be the third wheel that's my biggest fear for this Celtics team is will they fail yet again with another veteran player to try to fit in with Tatum and Brown they kind of failed with Al Horford Kyrie Irving Gordon Hayward and now there's a possibility I think they could fail with Kemba Walker. Also, when it comes to Tatum and Brown, there's been this ongoing debate so far this season of who the best player on the Boston Celtics is. Is it Jason Tatum or is it Jalen Brown? And I really don't care who the answer is. I think the answer is Jason Tatum. Like, I think the best option for the Celtics to become a championship team is for Jason Tatum to become their best player because I think he's their best scoring option and I think his potential is there. I mean, he had a 12 
12 assist game so far this season. He had a 40 point game so far this season. He had a game winner so far this season. I just feel like Jason Tatum is a prime time superstar player. I think Jalen Brown is a better two way player, but I think the potential for Tatum is there to become a top five guy in the NBA. I still don't think that potential is there for Jalen Brown. I think Jalen Brown can become a top 20 guy, which would be absolutely perfect for the Celtics to have two guys in the top 20, which they might have so far this season. But for Tatum, I think he could become a legitimate MVP candidate. And while I'm fine with people having that discussion of who the better player is or who the best player on the Celtics is, what I'm not okay with is I don't want it to actually become an issue with the team because I think that becomes the absolute worst thing that happens to an NBA franchise with two young star players if they start to bicker about who the best player on the team is. I mean, just look back at the history of the NBA. There are so many examples of this destroying young teams with potentials. Do you want a few examples? Because I have some. Look at the Charlotte Hornets in the 90s. They had Alonzo Mourning, one of the best centers of all time, and they had Larry Johnson, a young star player. They had two young star players to build off of to become legitimate contenders. Then those two guys argue about whose team it is and the team ends up with nothing and both of those guys end up playing for other teams. For morning, he goes to the Heat and for Larry Johnson, he ends up with the Knicks. Look at the Orlando Magic. They had a star duo in Shaquille O'Neal and Penny Hardaway. The bickering between those two players lost them the chance of winning an NBA title. Shaq wanted to be the guy. Penny Hardaway wanted to be the guy. The Pacers in the early 2000s had Jermaine O'Neal and Ron Artest, two of the best young players in the NBA. Ron Artest is one of the best defenders of all time, and Jermaine O'Neal is one of the most skilled big men I've ever seen play the game of basketball. They were thought of as legitimate title contenders, but those two players bickered about whose team it is, and that team never lived up to its potential. They got rid of Ron Artest, and they ended up with just Jermaine O'Neal. Then you have some more modern examples. How about this example? Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. It should have clearly been Kevin Durant's team, but there was always this bickering about Russell Westbrook trying to be the man on the Oklahoma City Thunder, and that duo broke up because of that contention between their two young star players. And my last example, and I think this is the absolute worst example of this, is John Wall and Bradley Beal. For years now, there has been this back and forth about who the best player on the Washington Wizards is. Is it John Wall? Is it Bradley Beal? It didn't matter because that team never lived up to the hype. Their best moment didn't even come from one of those two star players. It came from Paul Pierce hitting a game winner. Why am I bringing up all these examples of young duos that didn't work out in the end? It's because I feel like it doesn't matter who the best player on the Celtics is. The most important thing about the Celtics is that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are willing to be a duo in the NBA. And so far this season and so far in their careers, they seem willing to both be star players on the same basketball team. That's what I think is important about this season is them becoming a legitimate duo who both want to shine in those moments. Some moments in these games, they are passing to each other. They are willing to both be star players with 
one another. The absolute worst thing that could come from this duo is them wanting to break up over a bickering argument about who the best player on the Celtics is. So while it's nice to have arguments about who's better between Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, I think it's more important to look at the chemistry between these two star players. So far this season, the chemistry between the two of them looks really good. You just hope that it stays that way between them because they're both locked into long-term deals with the Celtics. That's the important thing, is the fact that they are both willing to be co-stars on the Boston Celtics together. It's not about who the better player is. The main question for this star duo is not whether or not they can both make the All-Star game, because I think that's inevitably going to happen this season. The main question is, is this a championship caliber duo? Can they compete for a championship? Can they get past the Eastern Conference Finals and make it to the NBA Finals? Can they be Anthony Davis and LeBron James and end up bringing home a championship or at the very minimum make it to the NBA Finals? Because I still think that's a big hurdle this duo has to go through. They've already been to the Conference Finals twice together. While we all agree it's nice to have two star players on your team and it's great that they're going to be here a while and play together, but you want to know if they are a legitimate title contending team and that's the big mystery of this Celtics team. They have Jason Tatum, they have Jalen Brown, they're both out there scoring 26 points per game so far this season, but nobody really looks at them as legitimate title contending basketball team right now because you have teams like the Nets, even though it seems like they're falling apart right before our very eyes. I don't know what's going to happen with Kyrie Irving. I have no idea what's going on with that situation, but you still have the Nets. You still have the Miami Heat. You have the Sixers. And by most estimations, you have the Boston Celtics somewhere in the middle. But you really don't know what the ceiling for Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are. For example, we had a dynamic duo in the early 2000s. Paul Pierce and Antoine Walker. Their ceiling was an Eastern Conference Finals against the New Jersey Nets. That was a really good duo. Antoine Walker was not the most efficient star player, but he was a star player. He just wasn't a superstar player. You had Paul Pierce, who's a Hall of Famer. He didn't reach a championship level until he got Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen. But before that, he had a star duo with Antoine Walker. The problem with that duo is, again, they had a ceiling. It was making it to an Eastern Conference Finals. I think the main question right now is, is Jason Tatum's and Jalen Brown's ceiling making it to an Eastern Conference Finals, or can they get to the NBA Finals? I think that would be a huge step forward for this duo, and I think if they were to accomplish that, they would be looked at as one of the better duos in the NBA. I think that's the mark they need to reach this season or next year. Make it to the NBA Finals. I've seen you have moments where you both look like top 15 players in the NBA, but to become a legitimate duo, make it to the NBA Finals. I know that's asking a lot out of a 22-year-old and a 24-year-old player, but this is where we're at. They both got in the big contracts. We both look at them as star players, but I don't think they're going to get that national recognition until they make it to the NBA Finals, because I think we're past the point of not knowing what they are. I think I know what Jason Tatum is. I still think he hasn't reached that 
that ceiling. Jalen Brown has taken a huge step forward. If they are one of the best duos like we all think they are, they should be able to compete for a chance to go to the NBA Finals. And nobody is really taking them seriously right now. So I think they need to make that point and make it to that NBA Finals. And what's really interesting is that trade exception they got from that Gordon Hayward deal. Is Danny Ainge going to add a significant piece to this roster at the trade deadline? Is he going to send the message, finally, we look at this team as legitimate contenders? Because these last few trade deadlines, he's been building towards the future. Well, Danny, if we're here at the future, you have your two stars signed up for the long term. You have this trade exception. If he pulls the trigger and adds a key veteran to this roster to help this team make it to the NBA Finals, I think that will be a sign that he believes in this duo making it to the NBA Finals. That's when we'll know about how Danny Ainge feels about the Celtics. How I feel about them is that they should almost be there. I don't think another trip to the Eastern Conference Finals would be all that impressive. Maybe if it's a seven-game series and it's a heartbreaking loss, I'd get over it. But I think this is their chance to make it to the NBA Finals and become one of those better duos. Because I think you have a real advantage now that your duo is becoming elite in front of our very eyes. I mean, they are becoming two of the best players in the Eastern Conference. Right now, there is no big three in the NBA. It's all about those all-star duos. So, in my eyes, the Boston Celtics have a top five duo in the league right now. That should make them a legitimate title contending team. Back to my point earlier, I just hope that Kemba Walker comes back and fits in with what's going on instead of trying to be that Kemba Walker from Charlotte. Like even if he's just 15 points a game, I think that's a huge boost because you need that point guard position filled by somebody like him. He could become a shooting weapon on this team and it would be so good for the Celtics team to have Marcus Smart come off the bench. He is not a starting point guard. I think it would just help him so much. He would be able to take those wild and crazy shots while Tatum and Brown are on the bench and then you can have Kemba Walker play with Tatum and Brown because I do think Kemba Walker fits in better with Tatum and Brown than Marcus Smart does. I think Kemba Walker would be more willing to not take wild and crazy three-point shots. My overall thought on this Celtics team is these past few seasons, there's been this back and forth between the young guys and the veterans. The young guys not getting along with those veteran players. Marcus Morris, Kyrie Irving, Al Horford, Gordon Hayward, none of them seemingly want to play with these young guys. And now it's time for these young guys to take that next step and to prove why the Celtics pick them over those veteran star players. This is the moment for Taylor. Aidman Brown to prove the Celtics right in picking them over those guys. I think this is a huge season for Tatum and Brown. And early on, they are looking like star players, but it's not about how you start. It's how you finish. And I hope it finishes with Tatum and Brown in their first appearance in the NBA Finals. I mean, how good would a Lakers-Celtics NBA Finals be? I think it would be a huge test for Tatum and Brown. I wouldn't expect them to be able to beat 
LeBron and AD in the finals, but man, it would be such a joy to see them get there. I mean, you have to look at the Celtics' future and say it looks bright. You have two guys locked into $100 million extensions with your franchise. You have two young star players. Again, Tatum is 22 years old and Brown is 24. That is what I call a building foundation for your team. You know each and every year you are going to have these two guys on the roster. And as long as they fit well together, they should be one of the best duos in the NBA moving forward. It's what makes the Celtics a must-watch basketball team moving forward. And I think more people should take them seriously as a title-contending team. I know I'm a fan of them, but I look at them on paper. And I think if you legitimately have a top-five duo, which I think they do in Tatum and Brown, then you should look at the Celtics as title contenders. That's the standard I'm holding Brown and Tatum to make it to an NBA Finals. That would be the best possible outcome for this duo this season. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm Cam McKinney. There'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. So please rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs>